G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you know, through this past week, there has been a lot of developments on the level of the issue of euthanasia. And some of those developments, very scary. Uh, Some of those that are leading towards a significant debate in the state of Victoria Uh, Other issues that are happening overseas, Bill Muhlenberg, who is the author of a book on euthanasia, in fact the title of the book is The Challenge of Euthanasia, he's been blogging and writing about the latest developments this week. Bill's joining us for today's Culture Watch segment. Hello Bill, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Uh, Bill, there's a number of things to touch on. Uh, You've written extensively about euthanasia. So when you bring some commentary to those developments that are happening this week, uh, your commentary is very significant. First of all, let's start with the uh, Victorian government uh, now creating a bill uh, to be able to bring before their parliament uh, to legalise euthanasia in that state. Yes, it's just one of many Sadly, uh, quite a few states at the moment are pressing for this all around Australia. And, of course, countries uh, overseas are, some have already gone down this path, and we can learn from them. Others are pushing for it. So, yeah, a lot happening. Everything from uh, little baby Charlie Gard in um, England that some of your listeners would be aware of to my own state here in Victoria where Dan Andrews has... uh, been pushing like mad uh, what's uh, effectively uh, the legalized killing of patients, whether by yourself or with the assistance of uh, the medical community. So, yeah, a report has just been released. You can get it online, about 250 pages. The media likes to say, oh, it's got a lot of safeguards and a lot of uh, built-in protections, but... uh, Every single uh, country that's legalized or American state that's legalized euthanasia, they all said the same thing. Plenty of protections, plenty of safeguards. There will be no slippery slope. Everything will be just fine. But uh, as I carefully document in my book, uh, everywhere we've legalized euthanasia, there have been horror stories of people being put down who didn't even want to be killed. So that's happening all over in Holland, Belgium, Canada states like Vermont, Oregon. So it's a real worry indeed. And uh, for Victoria to move in this direction is just more of a a really big concern. Bill, let's get a little focus on the Charlie Gard story, Mm -hmm. because in this case, here's a beautiful little baby with a medical condition. Uh, There's offers of treatments internationally and blockages for the family taking their child to have that treatment in another nation because of some doctors and the courts. Uh, This all gets very messy, but this is a case that fits well and truly into the slippery slope of what happens uh, when there are euthanasia issues at play in people's value. Yes, absolutely. It's been a tragic case. I've been following it, as have millions of concerned 
uh, people uh, for the last few months. It is a, a very tough case, an illness that looks like it's not susceptible to treatment. However, other medical experts in other countries have said, well, look, we've had somewhat similar cases that have responded to various new treatments. We'd like to do it here. So the parents of Charlie Gard said, well, we'd like to go to America and at least, you know, give it a shot, as would any parent who had a child in this uh, situation. You know, we'll, we'll do anything. And, you know, no guarantees, no promises. And we're not even sure it's going to extend his life radically. But even if it keeps him alive for, you know, a month or two more, that's something any parent would want. However, everything from, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars were already raised to make this happen. In fact, uh, the parents were already granted uh, U.S. citizenship just to allow this to happen. So all the doors were open to make it possible to at least try this and a few options like it. But, as you say, the courts and the doctors, at least some of them in the U.K., have said, no, we will not allow this. You cannot take your baby out of the hospital. You cannot take your baby overseas for a possible treatment. So sadly, uh, the guards have done everything they can to try to possibly extend the baby's life, but it seems the powers of the state are deciding who should live and who should die, and they're making it basically impossible for them to go ahead. So just... uh, in the past 24 hours, they've said, oh, look, we give up. We're tired of fighting the system. But even here, they can't even be allowed to take the baby home to die at home, you know. So it's just one hellish nightmare after another that these parents are going through. But it is, as you say, part of this bigger picture of the, the culture of death. When the state decides that we can kill some people or not do all we can to protect the lives of some people... Uh, it gets to be very scary indeed. Uh, Bill, is it the case that with the debate that will go on in Victoria and as has gone in in other states as well, euthanasia, and there are those proponents who will be arguing for it, there will be those who will be arguing against it, Mm. but if the battle is lost, what happens, the consequence is that the value of human life is cheapened. How do you describe what happens when you have laws, when you have the courts, uh, when you have some doctors uh, that are uh, cheapening human life? Yeah. Well, it gets scary because it really is a question of the state then deciding who should live, who should die. And if we would simply learn the lessons of history, we would see how bad that can be. In fact, the whole Nazi Holocaust in Germany was preceded by euthanasia. In fact, the medical and the scientific community in Germany led the way. As early as 1920, a couple of German doctors wrote a very influential book talking about who should live and who should die. And, uh, you know, you think of some mean, cruel killers in the Nazi uniform. Um, It was actually at the beginning doctors and nurses who led the way in putting down all kinds of people who were deemed to be unfit to live, whether uh, mild uh, mental or physical handicaps or, you know, simply of the wrong, eventually it became of the wrong race, the wrong, uh, you know, if you uh, were Jewish, gypsy, you name it, whole groups of people eventually were uh, put down for mass murder. But it began 
with German doctors saying some of these lives are not worth living, and therefore we will decide if you can stay alive or not. And uh, I would think the parallels between what we see in some of our situations today should be pretty obvious, and we really should learn some of the lessons of history, but sadly it doesn't seem like we have done so. Well, Bill, the debate will be heating up, and perhaps it already is, at fever pitch in Victoria. A little bit of good news earlier this week when the Deputy Premier in Victoria, James Molino, uh, split from what you might think he could have been in solidarity with the Premier, Daniel Andrews, but but he's gone the opposite side. He's saying that euthanasia laws in fact, endorse suicide and put vulnerable people at risk. That is uh, some level of good news, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. When I saw that uh, news story break, I just thought, wow, this is a God thing. There's no question about it. A lot of people are already praying fervently against the culture of death and this passage of these really damaging laws. And I know a lot of Christians are, in fact, fasting and praying about this. So when I saw that, I thought, wow. This is God. Here we have the second in command, another labor heavyweight. I think both are Catholics, at least nominal Catholics. But here we have the deputy premier saying, no, I cannot support this. This is a cheapening of life. This is the legalization of suicide. We already have huge problems in Australia with suicide. And now we want to actually make it legal and encourage more of it. So that's going to be a real interesting fight between the uh, Victorian Labour Premier and Deputy Premier, and there'd be others in the Labour Party who are quite concerned about this. So, yeah, big split. Same in uh, the Liberal Party. There will be some pro-death libs, but some pro-life. So it's going to be a very hot and heavy uh, rest of the year once a, a draft bill is put up and then debated. So, again... Uh, Christians, we need to pray, certainly to begin with, but we need to act. We need to become informed on the issues. We need to contact our politicians. We need to make the case. And at the risk, again, of more selfish, uh, shameless promotion, um, I did a book just on that recently so we can be informed, so we can be equipped. So the book, The Challenge of Euthanasia, would just be one resource of many that people can grab onto, uh, become a bit better informed about the issue and stand for life and stand against the culture of death. Well, honour to you, Bill Muhlenberg, for having the forethought uh, to know that a debate like this would soon unfold in your own home state of Victoria and uh, certainly an encouragement to people to get a hold of your book, The Challenge of Euthanasia. People are crunching numbers. Uh, Politicians will have eventually a vote On this issue, as I understand it, some crunching of numbers that's been going on in Victoria, uh, 29 MPs leaning towards uh, of uh, saying yes to euthanasia. This is a Herald Sun survey out of uh, all 128 state MPs. Then there were uh, then there were 13 who indicated they'd vote no, and then there were 15 undecided. Mm. Uh, the the way that that uh, parliaments and votes work, uh, the fact that there are undecided MPs means that it's not a foregone conclusion that a bill like that might pass. Yeah, absolutely, and which is why, again, we have to get involved. Uh, you know, we think, oh, who am I? I can't make any difference. I can't do any good. Well, you certainly can. 
especially if you happen to be uh, living in Victoria, you can contact your local MP, and especially if they're one of those who are sitting on the fence undecided, well, you've got a real chance to plead with them and say, listen, do not go down this path. Look at what's happened in Holland or Belgium or Canada. And if you don't have that information, get the book. Uh, Get in uh, touch with other pro-life groups. But this is a real opportunity for us to put some feet to our prayers where we not only pray for a good and godly and righteous outcome, but we can help make it happen. We can actually be part of history-making right here in Victoria. But we have to do something. We can't be complacent. We can't be apathetic. We really have to act and pray. And uh, taken together, I think we can see God do some real miracles. And I should say that, as I was mentioning those numbers, an awful lot of people didn't respond to the survey that the Herald Sun put forward at all. So you might say that they're keeping their cards close to their chest. There might be an awful lot more who are undecided if they're not ready to put their mark on the page yet and say this is the way I'll vote. Yeah, absolutely. And even those who have said they will go yes or no, sometimes they can possibly change their minds. So we got to keep up the pressure Keep in touch with our local MPs. Keep praying and, uh, you know, ask God for a real change of heart here and we can see a big win with the grace of God. Uh, Let me just tease that out a little more. Uh, Just calling on God, Bill Muhlenberg, Mm. the idea of Christian believers praying. Now, we've seen a number of times when a bill like this has been defeated uh, in parliaments around the nation. Uh, There is a need for Christian believers to be on their knees in the courts of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we could have plenty of cases here of Uh, past uh, crises like this where God's people got on their knees and prayed and an amazing outcome took place. I think we can see the same here. There are Christians in Parliament. There are Christians outside of Parliament. Uh, It's the same old story. If my people, you know, get on our knees, humble ourselves and pray. In fact, some of you, if this is all a bit uh, not as real to you. Maybe you like going to movies. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe the new film Dunkirk is another uh, historical film about the Second World War, uh, trying to free some 300,000 soldiers who were stranded in France as the Germans approached. Uh, you know, a lot of volunteers, people came with their little boats and helped to free hundreds of thousands who would have perished otherwise. But what you don't often hear is actually the government itself of the day in England called for a national day of prayer and set aside a day to pray that God would do a miracle. And that's one of the many stories of the miraculous that we see in history when God's people pray. So we certainly need to do it here. Remember the proverb where it says, all those who hate me, that is God, love death. So we live in a culture where a lot of people don't like God and they don't like life. They hate life. So we, of all people, are called to be that Christian counterculture. Well, Bill, I'll point people to your latest articles, a number that you've written in this past week uh, that deal with this issue and similar ones. Uh, Simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com or you can Google Culture Watch. Bill, thanks so much for sharing your heart with us again today on 2020. Always a pleasure. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.